Today's show is brought to you in partnership with GiveSum. GiveSum is a platform that got on my radar last year. I've been watching with anticipation as they built out their solution. What they have built is brilliant. It's an online platform that allows companies who are already giving to seamlessly engage their employees in the experience by allowing them to choose the causes that matter most to them and choosing where the funds are donated. As my listeners know, I believe that corporate giving needs to be a table stakes when it comes to how we as leaders run our companies. And I also know that sometimes those donations and acts of support don't always connect to the people on our teams. GiveSum solves that problem by creating a bridge where you as a leader can now allow your team to select the causes and charities that matter most to them, and then, through the platform itself, receive direct feedback on the impact of those funds. Gone is the need for the once-a-year town hall or a company-wide email to share what causes the org supported last year. GiveSum allows your team to pick the charities and get direct feedback on the impact the dollars had. One of the best parts, GiveSum does not take a percentage of the donation. 100% of the dollars donated go directly to the charity and to the people who need it the most. GiveSum works with your company, and for a set fee, they administer the entire process. If you're already giving, which statistically speaking, you most likely are, visit GiveSum.com and find out how you can get your entire company involved in making a difference for the people who need it most. Hello and a warm collisions YYC. Welcome to my guest all the way from Ontario today, Mr. Jay Whitelaw. How you doing, Jay? I'm well, Tyler. How are you doing? I am awesome, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Looking, you know, you and I have crossed paths and got to know each other, and I love what you guys are all about and what you're doing. So I wanted to mm. give you a little bit of a platform, as as I love to do. Um, yeah, you can't do much with secrets. You got to get it out there right. and, and tell the world. As a marketer, I'm addicted to that. And you are the you founder go. at Give Some management inc give some foundation yep. what are you guys all about let's start let's start right there let's jump in the old pitch elevator and i know you've got a few avenues but fundamentally what is give some what's give some to you and why did you get this thing spun up yeah yeah so if i could explain us in like one sentence if it was a short elevator ride um, <laughs> nice. we want people to see and understand the outcome of their giving Love in it. order to inspire more people towards generosity so that, Boom. that we're, in we're, essence, we, we didn't even get a floor. That was awesome. That was awesome. People to <laughs> exactly. see and, and under, people to see, I want to hear it, make sure I hear it correctly. People to see and understand the impact of their generosity. So therefore it will lead to more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And in and, your experience, was there a moment where that feels like there's a, there's a strong motivation behind that of, cause we give and we write checks and we donate and we, and we donate to one thing one month and something else the next month, hopefully, mm-hmm. or maybe the next year. And I found people are really bouncing around a lot because my view is that they're not getting connected to the actual impact they're having. Is that, right. is that kind of like the deep motivation behind this? It is. And, and I would say either, either bouncing around a lot or, you know, stutter stepping and not necessarily mm-hmm. jumping okay. in okay. at all because um because the inability to actually understand what happens the, the the amazing things that happens on the other side of giving and so yeah there is a mm. there is a, a story connected um i won't get into huge detail on it but there was a moment in time in my life where i'm like oh my gosh this thing that i just experienced it'd be amazing if more and more people could see this sort of thing and and i had the benefit of growing up in a family where i watched my parents be generous. I, mm, I watched nice. them give to different charities and stuff like that. So that was a normal thing for me growing up. It's not always like that for everybody. Uh, and then when I was 25, I lived in Namibia, Africa for a year as a school teacher there. Um, saw a lot of things I'd never seen in my life up until that point and became friends with a guy named Kamadi, who I'm still good friends with now. And um, he was the happiest human being I'd ever met in my life at that point, And also by far the poorest. And so long story short, I ended up as I was spending, you know, months and months with him, I, I wrote an email back to some friends 
back here in Canada. Just said, hey, I'd love to at least take care of some of these basic needs, which was, you know, like a mattress for him to sleep on. He was literally sleeping on concrete every night and a blanket and um, things like that. And so I sent an email. It's my first ever fundraising, if you want to call it that, and raised some funds. They sent the funds over. And something magical happened for me, and that was I never thought of before I did this, and that was that I, I was then in a place where I got to see what that did for Kamadi, this now friend of mine. Uh, and I think a lot of people are stuck on, on the one side of giving, which is you know writing the check or sending the e-transfer or doing the thing, going on the website, and don't always get a chance to actually know and understand what happens after that donation. We get the tax receipt, and we get um, to see that you know, a, a bit of money when it came out of our bank account and we get a thank you note. But it was in that moment in, in Namibia after, you know, years of, of giving and believing in generosity where I was like, oh my goodness, I saw Kamadi's reaction when he found out that people in Canada who he knew he would never meet actually sent him some money to take, take care of some of his basic needs. And I saw what he said and I saw the tears and I saw what that meant to him. And then what was really, really cool, Tyler, is um, in that community, there was these mamas, we called them, five or six women who just took care of people. And they heard that these crazy Canadians had sent some funds for one of their people, Kamadi, this this guy. And so I happened to be at the house when they knocked on the door. He lived in a concrete house with a, you know, a, a tin roof. It was very basic, but they came inside when I was there spoke in their language and said, you know, essentially, is this true that these Canadians sent some funds? Can we see? And so he says, yeah, sure. Look, this is the mattress that I was able to get. And, you know, I was able to get more than just one light bulb that he would take from room to room. And when they saw it, it wasn't even for them, had nothing to do with them, but it was one of their community members. And they broke into this dance in the living room uh, where Kamadi was, and they wrote me into it because I was, you know, the the kind of the uh, I love the scene. And, I love the scene that's unfolding. Yeah, now. it's I'm like totally, literally like you're you're in a movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Totally humiliating myself trying to dance like they're dancing, and at the end they broke down into tears. <laughs> but that was only your voice. They loved it. You weren't you weren't humiliating <laughs> yeah. yourself to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the tears was yeah could have been that's your self conscious Canadian but, filter coming on you right there. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So again, it was like I got front row seat on 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 what that meant to Kamadi. And then I got a, another front row seat on what it meant to even people in his community and realized, man, in my entire life, I've never had the chance to see what happens on the other side of giving. And, um, and I, 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 I'm a strong believer that for the most part, most people understand that there are needs outside of themselves, right? And, but I don't see that that knowledge is leading necessarily to people being, you know, overly generous. Certainly not everyone. Mm-hmm. And so just teaching people around generosity or teaching people about needs and teaching people about opportunities to give isn't by default leading more and more and more people to doing that. And so I thought, what if we tried something else? What if we tried, um, instead of connecting with the head, what if we tried connecting with the heart, which is why the heart's part of our logo, um, and getting people the opportunity to give. And like I said earlier, and then connecting the outcome of that giving with that with that donor, and there's uh, we can get into how we do that, but that is that is the focus of us. We are not a fundraising platform for the purpose of raising funds. There is a lot of amazing fundraising platforms out there. We are a platform that is really designed, and and the heart is to draw more people into generosity by closing that loop. Hey, we break down barriers. Come in, 
make a donation, find something that you really resonate with. But most importantly, we will follow up with you with the support of that charity that you supported and show you the actual outcome of that giving. And our, we're banking on that being something that does more than just education and leads that person into, oh my gosh, I, I, that was, you know, that, I can do that again. You know, that felt amazing. I would, I would love to get involved in. So what I'm hearing also is that this, your thesis or your, your reason for being isn't because there's the lack of generosity, what you guys are proposing, which I I really love. And I agree. I I find most people I know they're generous, but they don't always know where, or they don't always know how, or sometimes even the why, like I want to contribute, but I just don't know where it's going to have impact. And, and, you know, it also comes down to trust too. Like, well, what organization do I go with? So sometimes you go with the larger, more recognized brand names. But what I'm hearing more from you is, well, no, I don't think there's a gap in generosity. And I love that you grew up with it as a family value. And and again, I'm going to boldly say many of us did and some didn't, but as grownups, we can choose that value if we see the yep. value in it, if we, if we see it as playing a part in our life. But more importantly, what you're seeing is truly a gap in the connection between the give and the what you get back from that giving. And I say that very, like, you're giving... Yeah like selfless of yourself, but let's be honest, we're humans. We get that feedback cycle. It makes all, I don't care what it is. It makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's, and you're right. You nailed it. We're human. And, and when we can make that human touch point, you know, not every giving necessarily um, impacts another human on the other side, but a lot does. The vast majority does. Right. And so when you get that, once you're going to feel really good about it, I would say often do. Yeah. They often do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So, so, and this is also, again, putting on my business hat, I know a lot of large charities and large non-for-profits that I've worked with, but there's a lot of small that obviously they always, they just don't have the resources. It also feels like to me, and I'm putting my own projections on here, that you're also feeling a little bit of a need of closing that loop. Like as a, as a non-for-profit, I'm so busy running to raise funds and do my fundraising initiatives and get that money sent to where it needs to send. And like, oh geez, yeah, I got to follow up with everybody and let them know. And, and again, I'm not being critical. It's just that the the burden of administration and mm-hmm. as critical as that is, it's still just another piece in the chain of events. So for you as an organization, as give some, does that also facilitate you kind of becoming that third leg of the stool for those organizations that maybe aren't just able to complete that loop back to the donor? Uh, yeah. You actually bring up a, an amazing, one of, one of the biggest, if you want to call it pivots uh, in our history was, was launching with what I just described in mind. How do we connect with more people? and close that gap for them and show them the impact. Um, Where we went was um, going to companies out of the gate in order to become founding partners and to get funding for this mission and vision. And we had a lot of success with that, actually, with companies right across Canada. And, not and these small... are companies, these aren't not non-for-profits. These are companies that would then donate. They're putting the fuel, they're putting the grist they're, into the mill, if you will. Putting, they're yes. ones that are like, hey, we're... And you and I have chatted before, so I'm pulling some past conversations. What right. you said, these companies are already doing things. It's not like you're trying to convince them to give. They're already giving. And I thought that was a really cool kind of point to draw onto. <laughs> yeah, so they, you're right. They're, we have. I have not talked to in, in the last what, six or seven years, any company that is not already giving in some way, shape or form. Yeah, so we are not knocking on doors saying, hey, you should you should be giving. Oh, that resonates with your employees or your customers. They're, they're doing it. And so we're mm-hmm. coming alongside of them and saying, hey, we have some tools that actually, if you're doing your giving, can continue to support the causes that you care about or the charities you're already in partnership with. But we can come alongside of you and help you do that in a way that either engages your employees and drives employee engagement, or uh, that creates customer loyalty, or that that helps demonstrate to your customers the cause that you care about, and invites them into doing that giving with you. And there's some really cool, unique ways that that we can do that. And so you're right, it's coming to companies saying, you're already doing giving, 
help us like we can help you do that more more impactfully without having to divert the charities that you're sending the funds to a lot of companies have really really great partnerships with charities that they've had for for many many years and so we can come alongside and say let's continue to focus on those charities but now let's bring in your employees and your customers into that experience. Well, and ultimately, and I say this not to be, but to get more value out of what you're already doing. You know, even as a, as a, as a leader of a company thinking, you know, 30 people and, you know, I decide that we're going to donate to this and then I announce it and I'm all proud of it. But deep down, does every single person in that team, and I'm just picking 30 people, do they all connect to it? Did they all see the line of sight that I saw that motivated me to give to, you know, a local charity that I've been giving to for 15 years, which is another story. Mm. versus allowing them to actually get involved and feeling like they're more part of it. And if you look at the yes. psychology of teams and employees and some of the new ways of working and what's happened, they're we're all demanding more meaning in our lives and we want to know where those dots are connected. So the idea of like, yeah, we wrote a big check, but you weren't involved or connected to it. I hope, you, I hope you're excited because we did it on your behalf. That doesn't hold together as much as it did. Maybe it never did, but it doesn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. And a, a good test is if you ask those same employees two months later, what did we support a couple months ago that that announcement would they be able to so that would probably be a scary survey to send out yeah (laughs) but i hear you that's powerful right if it made me cringe it's because i already know the answer right (laughs) (laughs) so 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 one of the ways that we do that is instead of you you keep mentioning that big check right so instead of sending the check and i'll actually i'll actually finish this with with how it uh is advantageous to the charity as well not just to the company so rather than sending a big $50,000 check or a $10,000 check or what have you to that charity, um, what Givesome does is we come alongside that company, we take the money you want to send to the charity, and we actually distribute those funds to your employees or to your customers or to both through a digital pin or a gift card and, and then direct them to a page where it's your corporate page with your charities that you support on that page. And now they have sort of this purse that they get from you, the company, um, they can then go in, enter that pin, get the money that's associated with that pin, and then they get to decide of the causes that you as, a, as an organization care about, which ones they want to invest in or which ones they so, want to So I'm to. an employee and now I get mm-hmm. a blank, a check that has an amount on it. I'm, I'm using the metaphor of a check. It's right, a pin. Sure. It's, a, it's a give. It's We're a, stuck it's on a check. Okay, it's, it's it. a, yeah, it's the, big, the giant. <laughs> we all have the giant check. It's that big man with the giant check. Um, right. But then I get, as the employee, out of this list of, you know, maybe five, four, three, whatever, six, I can pick whose name to write on that check and I can do different amounts to different, but now I'm directly connected to the money that my company was already going to give anyways. And I think that's really a key factor. There was something you were already doing. And now I get optics as a team member of where it goes. I feel connected. And I, my answer on that survey question two months later is probably a lot different than when I just got told at a town hall. <laughs> right. Yeah, I absolutely, oh, I I absolutely know where it went because I, I chose where it went. And I picked this project for these reasons. And, and then even better, afterwards, what Gibson does with the charity is provide the, the new content. <laughs> so I, I donated to this thing for this reason, this very personal reason. And then I got to see some element of the impact of what I, I did. And, and that is something that resonates. And now the employee and the customer does care. Um, they always care that they, they are uh, working with a giving company. Of course. But now I care because you've invited me Another into that connected. experience. Another connected. I can right. care, but am Ex- I connected? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And yeah. 
this is a pure business question because I have to ask. And do you guys take a piece of that transaction? What's the what's the business model look like? Because yeah. again, you can't you got to you have a team, you have an infrastructure, you're building tech to support this. How does that work? Because I know in the non for profit space, that's often like, well, what's your ratio and what's your expenses and what's your GNA mm-hmm. and like that's a big factor for 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 a lot of people. Which I have my own views. Sometimes we push too much pressure on that. It actually keeps the organization smaller than it might be if you didn't. <laughs> but that's a different right. podcast for another right. day. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, so that's a good, and we get, that's probably the first question okay, we get asked on. every time we, we do a presentation to a company. So, um, and it's very important to us. So what we do is we look at it in two, through two lenses. One is we go to the company and we say that amount of, what, what amount of money were you going to give to that charity? You know, we just said 50,000, that was the example. So okay. if you were going to get 50,000, that amount of money, that 50,000 goes to our foundation. And that is guaranteed that that is going to make its way to the charities through your got through it. your employees or customers. It, so we it, don't take it. a cut of any that was intended to go to charity. What we do do is um, we then charge the company based on the campaign that they run. Oh, okay. Some campaigns Treating are 24 it as a hours. Ca- oh, okay, I yeah, got it. Some are a month long, a year long. Um, and then typically that will come out of either a marketing budget if it's focused on uh, customers mm-hmm. uh, and becomes more part of the marketing budget because you're actually doing it and reaching customers with your message. Uh, or an HR budget if it's focused on employee engagement with your employees. So in that way, we are not in competition with the charities we're looking to support. I love that. They can partner with us and not get any less money than they would have outside of that partnership. In fact, with us, they often get more money because when that, um, with, let's go back to the 50000 mm-hmm. rather than that customer, uh, that company just cutting a check for 50000 when they give it to their employees to distribute to the charities on that page, Often those employees are going, oh, wow, I love this project. And they're also giving more of themselves. Yeah, you can turn it into a matching. So Right, a, they can do a can matching, actually... you can gamify it. Yeah, so oh, in the end, yeah, often it. those charities are getting more than that original $50,000. Plus, the advantage, the real advantage to the charities, now they're getting all these eyeballs. Now all of these people are seeing that charity, understanding some of the projects that they do, which is more than what they would get if the company just cut a check. And then so the ultimate potential is you're now building a longer term relationship with that donor, absolutely. which I don't care what type of business you're in. If you're always chasing a new customer, it's a very uh, fatiguing uh, hamster wheel to be on. But if you can retain because of loyalty, connection and value prop, that's a different that's that's a much it's a much it's a much better infinite game versus a finite. You know, every campaign is a new cycle of getting donors. Mm. Yes, absolutely. So really, if yeah. you look at this, you know, your core competency as a, a your superpower, like I, I'm a, running a Fortune 500. You explain this to me i'm imagining i get it pretty quickly but i'm like that's not what we do that's a whole other thing you come in and be that you know i'm the third leg of the stool or what you become that um ability for them to outsource to you not compromise the dollars given the charity gets an upside and now they take something they were quote unquote doing anyways and get their employees directly involved and down the road, that employee then gets to see the fruits of their decision through the way Give Some actually loops that and it kind of closes the loop for them on that donation. Yeah. Very and, cool. and two things, okay, co- company specific. One is um, when a company cuts a check for that 50000 gives it to the charity, mo- not in every case, but most often they will get a generic response back, hey, from the charity at the end of the year, this is what your 50000 helped accomplish. When they do it in partnership with Give Some, because we pull out tangible projects that have actual outcomes directly linked to those projects, we go back to the company and we give them those metrics, you know, and we can link those metrics to lives impacted, to number of projects completed, 
um, we have categories. So, you know, you ended up fulfilling three water-based projects and four that had to do with education. So there's a lot richer data that comes back to the company that they can do any number of things with. They can, they can share that with their shareholders, you know, depending on the size of the company. They can share that in uh, social media, you know, instead of just of saying, hey, this, we gave this money. We actually, here's some tangible outcomes of what, what we helped to do. In the very least, they can share that with their uh, employee base saying, hey, you know, instead of just saying, hey, we sent 50,000 to Charity X, uh, here's the actual outcomes. You guys know some of the story because you know where you gave yours, but collectively as a company over the last six months, this is the footprint that we left. And so it becomes a lot more rich information that they can then use uh, in, in a lot of different ways. I love it. I was hanging out with my uh, my newest trusted advisor recently, ChatGPT, and I asked him, I said, what are some of the challenges? <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes at three in the afternoon on a Sunday, my team doesn't want to do brainstorming with me, so I have to find another alternative way to do that. So yeah. I hang out with ChatGPT a lot. Listen. They'll always I listen. I hang out with ChatGPT yeah. a lot. And I asked, I said to it, you know, in, in preparation for this, and I was chatting, I had, I had a really good conversation with the uh, Alberta Cancer Foundation with their CEO the other day, and it's like, hey, what are the things, like what, what are the challenges that are affecting fundraising for nonprofits in North America? It was the question I asked. Mm. And number one was transparency. Mm. Number one was, you know, accountability to results, which I kind of see that as, as almost the same thing. Digitization and like of how that's moving. And I actually chatted with Wendy Boshane is her name. And she said, you know, we got this amazing access to all these people, but we've lost the story because now anyone can donate 20 bucks, but they're not getting connected. And she said, that's actually mm. kind of hurt us where we're now finding ourselves relying more on major donors because the smaller donors, it's almost too fluid and too um, non-committal. You said, mm -hmm. we, you know, it was a big boost when we got digital access to donors initially, but the risk now is that they're not actually getting connected with the good that they're causing. So mm -hmm. thinking about that list that my trusted, <laughs> my trusted friend and to quote the internet, you know, could be right, could be wrong, but it got me thinking, which is what I really mm -hmm. love about ChatGPT. Yeah. But everything that it identified as a risk, it feels like, you know, give some is plugging right into those buckets. Yeah. And I would say I have two responses to that, Tyler. The, on, on the positive side, yes. Uh, I think the, the fact that we are closing the loop, that we are providing a story, that we're showing that that money did something after you gave it uh, is, is, you know, uh, a lot more in most cases than what a lot of charities have the capability of doing. And so that is huge. One thing that, I, that I'll say on, on the other side, though, mm -hmm. is that... Um, I think it's just it's just clear that the the giving habits of the younger generations are just different. Yeah, uh, different enough. than yeah. the old. And I'm not even saying different in a bad way. It, they're, they're just different. You know, difference. You know what different is? It's just different. Let's, we don't it need is. good or bad. That's an adjective right. that is like misused in my opinion. Yeah. So in some cases, I agree with what she said that there's more fluidity. But I also think that that's probably the the foreseeable future is that it's more Touché. fluid. So, so yeah, the, you can't, you can't beat them, join them kind of mindset, right? Right. Mm -hmm. How do we how do we make better connections through that fluidity? You know, and I think, I think you're right. If we got the give saying, side right, but we didn't get the close the loop side right. That's yeah, what exactly. Yeah, and and exactly the speed of, of adoption and way things happen. Not surprisingly, we went after the angle that got us money first and then we'll go and close the loop later. Like I, right. I get it. Right. <laughs> right. Holy yeah. shit. You mean people can actually use like donate money with their credit card and it's easy and you can be at an event and they can scan a <laughs> QR code. Like I get yeah. it. And for so many companies, like be easy to donate to job one, right? As, as, right. as any business, yes. be easy to buy from. Yes. Um, so talk yeah. to me a little bit about logistically. Uh, this could be anywhere in the world. This could be mm -hmm. um, a place where maybe easy, a, a camera crew can show up. And I know a camera crew, maybe somebody with an iPhone. How do you collect that closed loop data sometimes? Because I, I, I would imagine that's easier said than done in some cases. Mm. I 
love that and i love answering that because a lot of charities will ask that they're like oh yikes we don't have a film crew and the, the expenses involved in doing that so what we've actually found is that the more raw that footage is the more authentic it comes across uh and so we happily tell charities you don't need to don't go buy an expensive video camera don't rent something don't do lighting don't put a soundtrack on it um i would say probably 99% of the footage that we share with with everyone that donates is shot on an iphone or a tablet okay. um yeah, and it's and sometimes it's, it's shaky but it's like it's raw and it's real and it doesn't feel polished and that's what actually resonates if you think about social media you know that that's that is that's the language they're used to and so uh, i coach you know um charities just to say hey you know it's jay my name's jay here i am on site at you know fill in the blank and this is one of the things that you helped to fund here it is in action um and then just saying the thank you and showing it in some cases you can't show you know you can't show the individuals who benefited for a variety of different yeah. reasons so in those cases when those charities say well you know what do we do then well again think of the audience um can you can you can it be a, a short video of you but just pulls out a story hey we're obviously for obvious reasons we're not going to show these these kids here but let me tell you something that happened just last week. But you can show the classroom, the mattress, the food, the goat, the what, whatever dot, exactly. dot, dot it could be, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it, again, anything that closes that loop that goes, hey, A, this thing that you gave money to was completed. It was funded. And B, here's some element of the result of that giving. You know, And that can be done in so many different ways. And it's easy. We don't travel. We have the charities that are on site where those programs and projects yeah, are completed sense. they're shooting that for us and if i yeah. you know say clear motive decides to partner with you and when we and we spin up our own landing page that allows our employees to connect for something we were already like everything there would then that information live on would that be centralized would it get emailed out to each individual i'm sorry i'm way down in the weeds i'm like how does it mm -hmm. actually work how does this 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 iphone that i shot this 30 seconds of compelling content how does that thing get distributed? I'm sorry, I'm yeah. way down the technicalities of how it works. Yeah, so there's two ways. One is that gets automatically distributed. Once we receive that footage back from the, the charitable organization, that gets automatically distributed to every single person that gave to that project nice. that you're associated okay. with. That just comes into their inbox on, their, on the platform, on the account that they've created on the platform. The other way, though, is that we create a YouTube page that, you know... In most cases, when you run uh, an initiative with us, there is likely uh, several bits of content that are coming back because you featured a couple of different charities and maybe a couple of projects per charity. So we also um, have permission to share that footage with you and then you can do whatever you like with that. So we're actually giving you a link to a YouTube channel that's, that's footage that is because of the initiative you ran. And then companies can put that in a social media post. They can put it in an internal email and say, look, you got one of these because you gave to at least one of these projects, but you know, um, here, here's the collective impact that we had and you can, so you can distribute that however you want and get really creative with it. And I'm assuming a lot of these are larger organizations that have intranets and all types of, you know, internal, yeah. internal, uh, you know, class of classified walls and all, their, their own kind of walled garden of right. how they, how they distribute. Does this lend more to larger, medium, small organizations? If I'm a small company, 20 people listening to this versus I'm a 2000 person company and I'm a, I'm a mid-level manager that was really curious about this. <clears throat> does it look similar? It does. Yeah. Okay. And what was important to us is that we don't create a model that cuts either the big or the small out. So um, the ways that we are asked to partner look slightly different based on the size of company. A smaller company likely doesn't have a CSR department, you know, and likely yeah. our 
the person responsible for something is also has a million other things on their plate. <laughs> yeah, it, this is so, the corner of someone's desk for sure. Yeah, it, so we it. are in in a greater sense a partner with them. Um, we just say you direct us to the charities. We have the conversations. We'll put the content up. We'll we'll even help advise on on some of the questions that you might have, and then we'll sort of do some hand holding through that. Through a larger company, they they're much more um, sophisticated in that giving. And so they already have a CSR department in many cases. And so what we do is uh, work in tandem with them and, and then create the page. So we are the ones creating the page. Um, so they don't need to train someone on that. We'll create the page based on their direction. And then uh, we sit back and watch and, and in some cases help um, guide the, um, the initiative that they're running and give some advice. We've, we've seen so many companies run so many different types of initiatives that we have been able to learn what runs really well, what lands really well, and, and what might not. And so, um, yeah, we are, we are an organ. We've set this up in a way that, you know, a dentist office or a real estate agent can use this all the way up to some of the largest companies in Canada that we've worked with. So. Oh, amazing. I, I love that because oftentimes there's the floor, there's the ceiling, right? Yeah. To build a business that actually truly meets that customer where they are and, and, and the charity where, where they're at. So just thinking out loud. So from a stakeholder perspective, obviously the company... The company that you partner with is already giving anyways. Like, I love that. I love right. disidentifying them that right. way. We're not going to try to trick you into it or try to change because yeah. <laughs> oftentimes it's like, well, no, no, stop giving to this and give to that, which you're not doing. And that that's a really right. tough because you said mo this isn't anybody that goes, you know what? We've never considered giving before. That's a heck of an idea, you know, <laughs> and you're not asking them to change. You're just asking them to maybe um, improve on or amplify right. or, or get get more value just to use business terms or get more value out of what they're already doing. You've got obviously the the employee who is the... Is, is the co-donor, we'll call them that because they're facilitating yeah. or they're picking and then yeah. maybe they're adding. You've got the charity and then you've got the beneficiary. When you think of that that ecosystem as all being stakeholders, does it start with the company and fall its way down from there? Or is it both uh, starts with the charity and works its way back up to baby companies they're already dealing with? No, yeah, it's that's a good question. It, it really <laughs> Did does. You see my whiteboard it. is getting scribbled on yeah. and I've got this all drawn out. <laughs> yeah, there, there are times, Tyler, where we have really good connections with charities and they actually... When they discover us, they go, "Oh my gosh, we are going to introduce you to the companies that that already I fund imagine, us, yeah. mm -hmm. because we would love them to support us in this way because it's going to lead to more eyeballs and potentially more funding." I would say, though, the vast majority is uh, our connections with companies. Companies are contacting and saying, "You know, we we want to run a campaign with you involved. Here are the charities that we want to support through this initiative, and then we we go from there." So um, that would be most often the way it's done. I also want to mention too. Um, which I should have earlier when you said really large companies, can you work with them? What's what we what was not part on our radar out of the gate, but has really been a significant thing when you're a larger company that has, especially that has multiple offices or multiple locations, mm. you know, uh, right across Canada. Um, there's a very good chance they're doing giving in a, in a really good way. Um, but there, we, what we have found is they're often, um, stuck on having to cr uh, choose one or two sort of national facing charities versus localizing which, it right which don't always resonate with the individual locations right across the country yeah, probably don't and actually, so just to we've worked with a lot of companies that that are like that and we have the ability to say hey that national presence we can still maintain we can still say these are the two or three national charities but when we get into each of their locations we actually have the flexibility on our site to have that location be able to choose one or two charities locally 
that is much more likely to resonate with those customers or those employees at that at that site or in and around that site. And so we can actually bring the best of both worlds together. And then what we can do back to that data piece is say, hey, collectively, this is what happened. But now let's dig into each site. You know, here was the engagement level of each site. Here was the impact that each site had. And we've even seen companies turn that into a, like a fun competition. Oh, that sounds like uh, I'm immediately I'm like, oh, how do we gamify this? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I love a good because what's the point of competing? Winning, obviously, right. uh, in, in a case <laughs> like this. And but it also really speaks to the, the the personalization that we all just expect and demand now as consumers. Like I, this mm-hmm. device in the palm of my hand, it's the it's the my feed, my way. Sometimes whether you like it or not, it's feeding you what, what you told it you want to look at. But that personalization right. of from the way we order a cab to the way we do order our food now, we know exactly what corner it's on is that it's on the way to yep. our house. We expect that across the full banner of anything that we interact with. Hmm. So I do really appreciate the. And is this, uh, you said across Canada, would it be the same if it was a multinational, like somebody who's got operations in Europe, got South America, US or Canada, would that also work? Like is, is, is borders an issue or no? Yeah, no, not, the, the issue would be the language translations. Of course. Um, yeah. But uh, we obviously, we're a Canadian company. We started in Canada. We have done a lot of work now in the U.S. We have done some initiatives that touch other, uh, that touch other uh, countries. We've just partnered up with a multi-billion dollar company that is in 18 countries. And we're slowly nice. doing a rollout across, you know, all of their locations across the world. So um, really set up well for Canada and the U.S., but yeah, have the ability to go outside uh uh, different um, languages, different nuance, right. different messaging, but right. you're also going to be at that point dealing with teams on the ground there that have probably a pretty good pulse on their own yes, cultures. Absolutely. The culture of the manufacturing plant in Brazil is very different than the one in, in Mexico versus the one in, in uh, right. Kitchener, Waterloo, or wherever the case right. may be. Interesting. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, I really appreciate it. I, I've, thank you. I've got a really clear picture and some of the audience <laughs> perspective. And ultimately the goal is I want people to hear and go, oh, hey, this is how it works for us in our organization. Because if you're right. running a company, you're probably already giving because I was you, I, like, the, if you're not giving, you should be. But let's say you already mm-hmm. are. How are you actually getting the most value out of it and potentially, you know, one, two, three Xing it by getting, let, allowing your team to actually be involved. Mm-hmm. But while doing all this, you're also still your own business. You're still startup. You're still running this thing. Wh- where are you guys at in that? In, in that, I always joke. When do you when when do you not call yourself a startup anymore? And it's more of a mindset than it is a time frame. It I is, think. it totally but, is. Yeah. You know, where's where is your journey as an organization to, to facilitate and actually make this happen by setting up a company that does this all these things? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we are we're probably we're we're like six to seven years in. Okay. Uh, started off um, six to seven year st- startup. I'll play with that. Yes, that yeah, bit. yeah. We, we still that. say startup. We'll probably study it for the foreseeable future. But, <laughs> it's a mindset. Um, yeah, I, I brought a partner in about about a year in uh, with very different skill set than what I had, and then we started to build a team. Um, early on is where the corporate uh, opportunities started to really show themselves, and that that is what really helped us grow significantly out of the gate. Um, we we actually started as a foundation. We were just a a nationally registered nonprofit. Okay. Um, and then when companies started saying, "Hey, can you solve these types of problems for us? The uh, customer loyalty and employee engagement." We actually launched a for profit company called Gibson Management Inc. Okay. And it's that company that most recently um, we just uh, finished our first sort of family and friends raise of a million dollars. Congrats on that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so that was just within the last couple of months, actually. And are moving into the next the next um, 
set of, of rays. Uh, that's that's very, look at the language I'm using. That's very clearly my partner that is more overseeing I of that no, side. No, but, I appreciate that. And uh, uh, yeah. How, how was that? How was the idea received? Because it's an idea that makes a heck of a lot of sense. Like you go, wow, yeah. How yeah. Can, you know? But from an investor perspective, they look at more than just the purpose and the drive and the motivation behind it. They look at the business model and, and yeah. do, does it does it hang together? How was that process for you? Like put like purely in your, in your being in the room as, as the start the startup asking for money? <laughs> Yeah, um, for me personally, a, a massive learning experience, but it's yeah. been a, it's been a lot of like fun. So many I, founders. I, I didn't sign up to do this part. This is yeah, not what I, I thought know. I was going to yeah. be doing. <laughs> <laughs> we we've honestly, Tyler, we've had a nice mix of. Um, we realized we can't be all one or the other. We we can't just go all all numbers and metrics when we're actually when we have a heart and we're trying to accomplish good. But we also can't just be all about the good and you know forget the fact of making money. Um, I think the fact that that we have a model now that works for companies that we've seen companies of all sizes right across Canada buy into. Um, I think what spoke volumes for us was our first couple of investors were actually heads of companies that we did some of our biggest work with. That's awesome. They had a chance to hear our pitch, use our product, get the feedback, and then said, wow, there's something there's something to this. And so um, that first raise that we just finished was was mostly heads of some of the companies we worked with and then a couple of others that that are a mix of really believing well, that's a huge in that. vote of confidence like it's not it like is. i'm buying yeah. into your idea i actually saw it in practice i love it i get it and now i want to invest like right that's a pretty that's a pretty solid testament <laughs> yeah yeah so um so yeah that's that's been um it, it has caused us to be able to obviously grow a lot faster than yeah, we than fantastic. we are just um sort of naturally and so we've been able to uh, put more uh, um, ex- expertise onto the team that's developing the platform, uh, and then into our own into our own team, uh, so that you know three people aren't trying to do everything. You know, we're starting to grow is that, that the out, so. you know you look at challenges or was that the main driver? Is that with you got some funding, you were able to actually bring a team together? Because again, one or two people can only do so much, right? Those were the two things. Okay. Yeah, we were we were starting to burn ourselves out trying to be you know jack of all trades, and then the other was. <laughs> Um, uh, a digital, I mean, and this is actually why a lot of the charities like using us is digital platforms, as you know, are just so expensive, you know, and, and are often yeah. out of the budget range of, you know, small to medium sized charities. And so it's what they need, we, but it's also not what they do. So it becomes a real right, tricky and right. it's a different set of expertise, right? It's, it right. is its own thing. Mm-hmm. So when we now have the capital to invest in that platform, it becomes a better experience for the user, which nice. is our primary audience. But but the companies benefit more from it and, and, and the charities. Well, and right? as a business, but, uh, you're now building something that you own that's a value. You've built this idea and this concept that makes sense. But from an evaluation perspective, if you can't bolt that back to something like a piece of tech or a piece of a SaaS platform, it's hard to really build enterprise value, which yeah. is then what am I investing in? Like g- yeah. good ideas are good ideas, but a good idea that actually has some substance in it through technology, that's great. So it's going to yeah. allow you guys to, one, be a real viable uh, business going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So the road ahead, b- biggest challenges and what gets you the most excited? Oh. And you can show that you can do those in whatever order you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think the, the biggest challenge, uh, I, I just came off a call uh, with almost our entire team about two hours ago, is how do we grow and maintain the core elements of what it is that we believed in when we launched? Uh, and we knew we always knew the day would come where may outside pressures might might try to force us to be like everyone else uh, because it's just easier that way. Or, but we are really fighting against becoming a fundraising platform 
and being recognized as as purely a fundraising platform. So we're we're actively fighting against that. No, this is yeah. this isn't just about raising funds. This is about the experience of the user. This is about moving more people towards generosity. And so this meeting just now is is probably our biggest challenge is what are the things that we are making those stakes on that we are going to stay committed to. Um and then and then building that in so that we don't subtly change enough that you know in five years we are nothing like what we actually hmm. uh you know launched out to be so that is super important to us and it's some really really good com- creating some really good internal com- uh, conversations um i think the funnest thing is is the growth like um i'm talking to you here from guelph ontario uh my other the other founder adam is is also living here in guelph and we were clear chapter one sure was going to be Guelph. We went out to obviously companies in our community and charities in our community, but um, always had the idea of, you know, chapter two, three, and four was going to be expanding outside of here and wanted to be uh, a platform that, um, that wasn't linked to any one city or any one province or country, even as we grow. And so as we're growing, being able to support more charities, seeing more users come onto the platform, seeing more funds be raised, that that's what's so exciting. Um, and so the the ability that we have when we put that donor first, which is one of our mantras, is, is, this, is the, this is all about the experience of the user. Um, I think there's huge opportunity for growth as that is the lens that we look through because it's people that are going to make this work, right? It's people that charities are looking for. It's people that companies are looking to engage in one way, shape, or form. So if we can build a platform built around them, with them as the focus, then I think that will keep us unique and that'll give us a huge opportunity to grow um, substantially. So, well, it reminds me, I think it was a quote from the head of brand for SAP or something. It's like, glass towers don't buy software, people do. So let's not forget yeah. that. You yeah. know, glass towers don't donate money, people, humans do, other humans do. And I right. love the, you know, start local, which is, again, get in your backyard where you've got the most comfort and sometimes the most networks, but then expand it out uh, widely. I love to be able to bring this story to my audience, which is mainly an Alberta audience. And mm-hmm. since you like to gamify things, I'm going to throw it out that Albertans are the most generous province in Canada. <laughs> like that is, I think that's a fact. Like is you, it? Can, okay. you can fact check me if you want. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that. So I'm really excited to bring it to this audience. Yeah. I'm sure on people from Guelph are generous, but not yeah. like Alberta generous. <laughs> you got that from chat. <laughs> You know, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Absolutely. (laughs) I did pop this conversation with the CEO at Alberta Cancer and she's done not for, she goes, you know, every province thinks that. I said, well, yeah, but we're just, you know, Alberta is, she's like, okay, just so you know, when I was in Manitoba, (laughs) they said the same thing when I was in Saskatchewan. I think there was a per capita or the vault editor. There was some other fine tuning of that stat, but if we can create a challenge that everybody steps up to the table, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. It was like, as I joked earlier, I like competing because I like winning. (laughs) Yeah, you go. Very cool. Jay, I really appreciate the passion. And, and I love how clearly you laid it out and you're right. It's so easy. And I think as consumers, just as humans, oh, you're a, you're a fundraising platform because I understand that. And, oh, you're mm-hmm. this because I want to put you there. And we, we all love this blue ocean concept, but we want to throw everybody to the red ocean of what we understand. <laughs> but sticking to your guns and really understanding and knowing, you know, I had someone at a coach years ago, like, what are your core competencies? What are those three yeah. things that you're better at than anybody else? You probably take some of them for granted. That's the, that's the joy of being good at something. You're like, well, isn't mm-hmm. everybody good at that? But once you've got that locked and as a startup, while you're playing that product market fit game, it takes a lot of discipline. So I really appreciate the meetings you're having. You're being transparent about that. Like we're getting pushed and pulled in every direction every day. And as a startup and as an entrepreneur, you probably like to say yes a lot, but man, you get to find when you say no. And that's, it's just hard to do when everything's on the line. 
It is. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, you can't let your eyes off of that. Right. No. There's yeah. uh, I think the, 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 the reason for this meeting was not, we're not as concerned about the obvious things that will pull us in a, in, in a different direction. Mm. It's the subtle things, right? It's the subtle decisions that you could make that could slowly lead you off, off, uh, off of mission. Um, and so that's, we just want to always be conscious of that. This is about, like you said, what are the core competencies? This is about the user, their experience, and what's the goal? The goal isn't raising billions of dollars, although we do think we will do that. The goal is to bring an experience to that individual that's going to cause them to go, wow, I was not expecting that. There is something to this, and then that draws them back into doing it more. And if we do that well, that becomes very advantageous for charities. It becomes good for companies and drives engagement. Um, and, and so the, the spill-off effect of that is is huge. But that's what we want to stay focused on is those individuals that use the platform, providing experience, closing that gap, and and inspiring them towards further generosity. So appreciate that. It's, I like what you said about, it's not the big things. We see the big things. Someone said to me years ago, it's not that the elephants don't get you, the mosquitoes do. Yeah. And, and it, you know, that the little changes yeah. that all of a sudden you're like, well, how the hell did we get way over here? You know, and right. going on a road trip, if you just make a couple slow DV, well, you end up just going off the road, but I grew up as a pilot and you always, when you're flying visual, you always drew 10 degree drift lines. And I was right. like, first I was like, all right, because Oh, oh, I'm over this body of water. Well, that's eight degrees off course, but I kind of predetermined because the wind and one and a few miles per hour are different and you drift. That I think is much more true to what happens with brands, mm -hmm. what happens with business. The wind blows you a little bit one way. You maybe applied power a little bit when you should have pulled it off. Next mm -hmm. thing you know, you're like, where the hell are we? What, what, what? And I did a lot of my flying in Ontario. So I'm like, where am I? I'm, I'm in Smith Falls. How the hell did I get over here? <laughs> so anyways, I think it's, a, it holds together for me in my pilot, in my yeah, pilot yeah. No, slash, slash business brain. But you're right. It's the slow drift. You have to be really, really disciplined about mm -hmm. and and like the big left and right turns, you usually see them. It's the, right. it's the, especially as you build your team, how many people on your team now? So there's nine of us now. Yeah. And two of those nine are from Alberta. I'll just, I'll just mention. So you know, I'm pro Alberta. So thank you for, thank you for throwing <laughs> that. But even you've made the comment of being three, four people, it's only nine people, but it's double. It's over double. Right. And right. there's a huge responsibility around that in startups that I think, oh, it's only, it's still only small, it's still double. It's still nine humans, messy humans yeah. trying to figure out how to go in the same direction, which takes so yeah. much, uh, so much more than just like, yeah, no, everybody gets it right. We're all good. Like you got to reiterate that so often. And, right. and you're right. The purpose and the power and the, the passion behind what you do, that's what keeps everybody fueled up. Good business acumen and discipline is what keeps everybody moving in the same, in the same direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not to get too all you know, businessy at the end. <laughs> Jay, what's the, so I really, pre thanks for like, I understand give some foundation and the role that that played and then give some management and the role that you guys play now from facilitating in the platform side. If someone wanted to reach out, uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? And I know you guys are getting things ramped up and kind of getting mm -hmm. your messaging out there in market. But if someone's hearing this, which is my hope, and they're like, wow, I want to learn more about how this works for us. Is there, should they contact you, LinkedIn? What's the best, uh, what's the best channel? Yeah, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm quite old school. So email hey, by that's far cool. is the I love best it. for me. So yeah, it's just J-A-Y, J at givesome.ca. Amazing. I think, you know, yeah, I was reading an article yesterday and they, and, and they were talking about the value of email and like, how many times can we say email is going to die? It has never died. It's yeah. probably not going to die. And it's the only channel that most of us actually can own because all the other ones we're using someone else's, we're borrowing someone else's platform, which is risky. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it, they ultimately always end up there. So, you know, let's start there and, and uh, yeah. So whether, yeah, whether it's uh, 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 thinking through the charity lens, if you're listening or yep. the corporate lens, 
yeah, send an email and, and I can get you in touch with the right person on our team and we can go from there. So amazing. Jay, thanks yeah. so much. Thanks for the work you do. I love the passion and getting to know you, you guys as an organization, getting to know you as a, as a human who really cares at the end of the day mm-hmm. and how you facilitated that into a tough road, which is taking an idea that, you know, made you feel great on a one-off and now turning it into a business at scale. So huge, mm-hmm. huge hats off to you on that one and uh, happy to share the message. And uh, hopefully my listeners go check it out. Get, get, get curious as I challenge everyone to be and uh, find out how this platform could work for you. I think it's, uh, I, I really love it. We, we, will, we will be talking more. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I look forward to that. And thanks for having me on, Tyler. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you as well and seeing your heart and what you care about. And I love the bantering back and forth. So yeah, you, you're not going to go on for what this is. Yeah, we're going to, I'm going to hang up, but we're going to keep chatting here. In a second. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for everyone for tuning in. Thanks so much, Jay. Really love your chat. Thank you.